There aren't a lot of things in the world of film music where Catherine Joy isn't an expert. Composer, score producer, arranger, orchestrator, music editor, the list goes on. Her music can be heard on award-winning films, shorts, and TV shows. She's the founder of Joy Music House, which is one of the fastest-growing score production companies in Los Angeles. And to top it all off, she's a vice president of the Alliance for Women Film Composers. On today's episode, Catherine and I discuss remote score production, collaboration versus performance, and cello envy. And at the end of the episode, we'll premiere Catherine's new piece entitled On Purpose. Stick around. Welcome to Chamber House. Catherine, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So you have a really unique perspective working in the film industry in that you're a very accomplished composer, but you also do score production with Joy Music House. And I'm very interested in your take on how things are right now and what the future might look like doing scores for films. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting time. And of course, none of us have a crystal ball about how this is going to turn out. But the thing that I believe is that one, we're very resourceful people. And uh, I feel like, you know, the industry will find a way. I think that we're going to see a lot of changes in how content is made and how music is recorded. And I'm frankly a little excited about that. I feel like, you know, we're already in this state of flex where streaming platforms are becoming the norm. And the other interesting thing that's happening right now is that all the platforms are getting more and more desperate for content, which I also think is kind of exciting. Yeah, right. Because, uh, you know, that's going to breed some interesting projects and it's going to be really interesting to see how storytelling and therefore how scoring uh, changes in this coming year. But as far as recording, you know, in some ways, it's basically the perfect time, right? Because even before the pandemic, so many musicians were set up to record in their homes. You know, so many engineers were set up to mix and live stream the mix to the client. And so it seems like the technology was ready for this situation. And music making has has continued really with the only issue being content and money. <laughs> now, have you been working on a lot of projects uh, during this time where you have been doing a lot of remote recordings? Absolutely. I've, I've just finished up a feature score and I recorded the woodwinds here in LA um, at their home studio. And then uh, I recorded the string ensemble in Macedonia. And the interesting thing right now is that, you know, before this whole thing happened, the Eastern European um, and overseas orchestras had us beat with budget. And then with this situation, they've had us beat not only with budget, but also the fact that their countries locked down quickly. And now they're able to, you know, record in a group again. They're all masked, but they're recording together again. So it's, it was actually, you know, people were asking me, like, how has your workflow changed? This is like, it's, it's pretty much the same, you know, except, you know, maybe, uh, before this all happened, you know, I would have brought the the woodwinds into a studio and been there with them. Now, in, in some ways, it's even easier because, you know, everyone's just at home. So how have you been doing, uh, you know, personally and artistically, creatively during this time? Have you been able to find inspiration? Or I've, a lot of folks I feel like I talk to is just kind of like, oh, man, it's it's so tough. But I feel like everyone's got a little bit of glimmer of hope. How's it been for you during this time? It's been really fascinating for me because... Leading up to when we had the lockdown mid-March, 
things were intense. The schedule was intense. We had just finished score producing Homecoming. And uh, I had also finished like writing and music editing on a History Channel uh, miniseries. And so things had been so intense. And in my mind, I was like, I need at some point to slow down. Otherwise, you know, I could be in for a nasty crash. And then everything just kind of screamed to a halt. And even with the projects that were continuing, it was definitely everything. It was kind of like those sci-fi moments where every, like, where, you know, there's like everything stops and just kind of like, wow, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I think I had that similar thing of everyone where the first week or so you feel kind of panicked or freaked out or what does this actually mean? But once that had passed, I was like, wow, this is an amazing opportunity where I can just take a moment and, and breathe and spend some time with myself and figure out what I really need right now. And, and, and what, what do I want things to look like moving forward? And it was, it was a, a really weird blessing in disguise and, you know, and, and other weird things like my, all my family is, is far, far away in Australia, but we were in touch every single day via Skype, you know, spending time together checking in on each other. So it was, a lot of it was a very beautiful thing for me. You know, if you, if you could breathe through the actual stress of, you know, right. the pandemic, which has definitely been a factor that, you know, I've, I've had to manage by, you know, just being aware of it kind of every day. So have you, was that kind of feelings and those realizations about having to kind of stay still and be a little more introspective? How did that translate into your beautiful piece that you wrote on purpose? Uh, the name of the piece is, I mean, you wrote it on purpose, but the name <laughs> of the piece is also on purpose. Um, one of the quotes that I came upon during this time was a Dolly Parton quote get to know yourself and do it on purpose. And that really resonated with me, especially during this time, but also as something that my psyche was was kind of crying out for. Like, can we have some time, please, just to look at everything and, and reevaluate? And, you know, I about two years ago, like everything in my life changed and, and it was a really positive thing. It, it all happened very quickly and then life took off very quickly and then we launched Joy Music House and, and that turned into a thing that we didn't expect. So everything is just, it's been a really happening two years and I really heard this call to like be still get to know yourself check in let's like let's hit kind of a reset button and so the piece that I wrote for for this project and I was so grateful to to have like a musical excuse to explore this you know it starts out with like a piano idea that's kind of stark and and then the voice of the cello comes in and, and it's funny because as a violinist, I've always greatly identified with the cello, <laughs> like looking at it from across the orchestra. Yeah, just like, kind of like a little angry at them for having learned cello. I know. Why did I not pick that instrument? I mean, it looks heavy, but it just seems nicer than my instrument. It's a pain to carry around. That's how I'll tell you from experience. It's You have to have a bigger car. I know, but I, there's this cartoon that's always stuck with me and it's a, it's a bass player floating on his base in a flood and he says I wonder how the flute player is doing yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean when you know when we started this project and and I knew the people involved like uh, I I definitely wrote this this part for Ro Rowan who played it because I love their playing and the, the voice they bring to the instrument 
you know, Lisa is, is playing violin and, and the violin actually has like I I wanted that to be in there, too, because it's definitely a part of me, but it's only playing harmonics. It's just a really because for me, the violin was my first instrument and it was my growing up, but it's a very different side of me than now. Yeah. And something that really struck me too about using your voice and as well as the violin in it is they kind of blended together. There were a lot of places where you kind of were like, oh, is that the violin or is that, you know? And also they're both in the background um, as a composer and as a composer for, for primarily for film. You, the thing I love about our job is that, that we are support for picture and we're collaborators and for me that resonated with me so much more strongly than how I was raised which was to be a performer and the violin or a singer they're both very primary positions on the stage and I hated that growing up you know I could make it work but it just it didn't fit and so to use those elements but to push them in the background and have the cello and the the piano being the foreground was, it just made sense. But these were all things that, that I totally did think about in, in, in mixing and in writing. And it was, it was cool to find musical ways to, to tell that whole kind of story of, of musically how I see myself right now. And it will probably be a very different picture in five or 10 years time, which is, you know, which is the exciting thing about writing this kind of thing is that you get this snapshot, this musical snapshot of where you are in that moment. Yeah, especially a piece this short. Too. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what do you have that you're looking forward to? I mean, aside from you know the pandemic being over <laughs> at some point. Absolutely. Well, um, I have a I have a documentary coming out to all the platforms mid October. It's called Naughty Books, and it follows the story of three different self published writer of romance kind of you know the romance novels, the raunchy romance novels, and and that whole world, which was like super exciting to explore. I'm about to start a long short on um, on some really hot button topics, but from a really interesting perspective. And the thing that's really exciting about that beyond the fact that I think that the short is well written and, and well produced and well acted is that I will be working with a string quartet in Seattle um, for the recording of that. So yeah, I'm excited about working with strings. It's, it's what gets me up in the morning. I love it. <laughs> Well, that's so exciting. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And now, On Purpose by Catherine Joy.
On Purpose was performed by Catherine Joy, Lisa Liu on violin, and Ro Rowan on cello. Chamberhouse is produced by Dabney Morris. See you next time.